Hello and welcome to another Owls 24-7 podcast with your host Shane Marinelli and as always Kevin Fielder. Uh, It is Sunday. We are coming off a big win last night. Uh, You know, we'll we'll get into the details of the game. You know, now Kevin and I had some time to go back and look at it uh, and talk about it a little bit, Uh, you know. But I, I just want to say up front, you beat a six and one team at home. You know, I, I know some, you know, again, it's you want people want to get in semantics of it and talk about the way we finished. And, you know, we'll talk about all that. And, you know, people want to talk about, OK, well, maybe UTEP wasn't that great of a team. You know, they're six and one. They're six and one. You won that game at home when uh, some, you know, older FAU fans. How many times have we lost that game under different coaching staffs? Right. Anyone around, anyone who's been around and from Wyoming to, uh, to, to rice in 2016, that seeing that, that game go against us, we won. Um, and outside of the last four, the last six minutes of that game, FAU pretty much, they were in control. They were dominating. I mean, yeah, you, you, you were the better team. I mean, you were straight up the better team for 55 minutes. Even when things weren't going your way, right? Like, it, it, you know, FAU didn't have everything going, right? It, you know, could you tap out that? Those two defensive ends are very good. They were causing problems for FAU all night, right? They came as advertised. Uh, you know, UTEP, they also made some big plays down the field. Just like we said, that's kind of their offense this year. Uh, you know, they were, you know, they're able to connect on a couple of those. If you take and, you know, but the defense was absolutely suffocating for 54 minutes. I mean, even UTEP's one touchdown drive, uh, they had a play, you know, I think you guys remember, um, they had a second and set, um, they had, they had a, like a, a second, a third down. Oh, it was a third and 18. Okay. The quarterback throws it. The ball is batted in the middle of three FAU DBs. And, and it falls right into the hands of the wide receiver. It. Yeah. Like, you know, that's one of those. That's just bad luck, right? You know, sometimes that ball just doesn't bounce your way. I mean, it, that happens 10 more times. I think I remember Carl Smith was, it was like between Helm and Carl Smith. And I, I think a linebacker was kind of right in the area too. Probably gets intercepted. Right. So, you know, um, you're up 28 to 10, uh, you know, with six minutes to go with a chance to put them away. And one little dumb thing just kind of leads to a bunch of dumb, you know, a series of just yeah, unlucky was, plays. It was, it was a stupid like snowball effect. It was like one stupid thing happens. And after that, three more stupid things happen. And instead of it being a comfortable 18 point win, it's a really tight three point win, you know, where they have the ball with 30 seconds remaining. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, so you got to think, so to remind fans what happened here, here we are. It's, um, it's 28, 10. FAU has the ball. Uh, It's, it's second and four, third and four happens to Kosi Perry on a keeper loses three yards and then Lejante Wester has an unsportsmanlike conduct. 
which is if you go back to last year, FAU has been really good about the late. They have not had many of these quote unquote undisciplined penalties. They haven't. No, under Haggard. I relatively good with that. Yeah. I, or either like the late hit out of bounds or I, they just, I can't think of another one. And, you know, I don't think there's one been one this season, maybe one, but I'm just, it's not on the top of my head. Uh, but Wester has the unsportsmanlike pushes you out of field goal range. Okay. And, you know, now you would have a, uh, uh, what it would have been a, like a 50 yard field goal or something like that. And, makeable but still hard i mean yeah so where they just go for it just to pick up like 14 yards is essentially a pass play you're just doing it essentially it's a punt <laughs> like you yeah, know what it's i mean a punt to try and give them as little field position yes as possible like i mean when you get behind the sticks that long on fourth down you're usually not going to complete something deep deep down the field that doesn't yeah, happen I, often. I mean, when it happens, it's huge. So, like, it was really just kind of give the ball and put the hand, put the ball in the hands of a playmaker and see if he could just do something. He obviously didn't do something, but yeah, FAU's defense, you know, uh, only allowed 104 yards rushing, 45 of which came on a single play. So FAU's run defense was pretty suffocating yesterday, even with uh, Caleb Price missing most of the game and. Um, as Taggart said after the game, that yeah, diagnosis is good. probably not great. Yeah, so. I, I I have the exact quote real quick. It's he says, um, oh never mind, I didn't write it down. It, it basically said it's not good and he needs an MRI. Which, when you hear those words, you don't you don't ever think yeah. the best. Uh, as we just before we started recording this, uh. Bryce tweeted out a uh, a heartbreak emoji. So, you know, take that for what you will. Uh, but other than that, Eddie Williams played a good game, you know, in his place, playing more snaps. We had ten, like 10 tackles. Uh, and, you know, and still, you know, the, it's, it's kind of like for 55 minutes of that game, it's pretty much how I thought it was going to go. FAU's offense was just going to have to be kind of grindy. It wasn't going to be pretty. And the defense was just going to suffocate it. And turnovers were going to lead to five minutes. They did for 55 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it literally, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's exactly how I described the game would go. Uh, when we did the podcast on Thursday, I mean, to a T I was Nostradamus. Yeah. Until I mean, the last like, four minutes, you know, six like, minutes of that game. <laughs> damn near the perfect thing of like oh yeah this is what's going to happen to a t and like uh you know one thing about the the bryce injury that i noticed and shane i'm not sure if you noticed i think i texted you during the game there were a couple third down snaps during the game and this is something that i think i'd like to see them do more of is uh instead of having eddie williams out there instead of having moultrie out there they would bring in another safety so they'd run three safeties uh, it was adams as more of that like linebacker ish role He's not really a linebacker in this situation. He's, he's covering, you know, a zone. Uh, and then you'd have Helm and, and uh, TJ Young back there. I think you're going to see a little bit more of that because Bryce was a little bit better in coverage. You, you didn't feel like he was a liability in coverage. I don't know how the staff feels about Moultrie and, and Eddie Williams in coverage. So I think on, on more obvious passing situations, you may see them bring in more three safety sets. And I think that will work in FAU's favor. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think though it, it, he's going to be a big loss. I mean, the guy was no. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, it's a big loss. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and say no, it's no, not a big loss. But I, I also think the way UTEP was playing allowed them to run a little bit more safeties. I think yes. with I think I think you'll see it a lot against Western Kentucky, for example. Because yeah. they're going to throw the ball 55 times, 65 times. Mar- against Marshall, you may see a little bit more of Eddie Williams and, and uh, Moultrie. I think that's going to be a position that's kind of more based on the week itself uh, and, and kind of the opponent and the, the scheme that they run. Uh, I, but look, it's, it's a huge loss. I mean, there, there's no other way to put that. It's a huge loss. Anytime you lose a starting linebacker who was playing insanely well to start the year, that hurts. Uh, and, you know, yeah, does FAU have depth to replace him? Sure, but he's still a really talented football player. You don't want to lose talented football players like that. I mean, that that that's going to hurt them. You know, and it, it, it's going to be something where, you know, you may see some some plays where you go, damn, Bryce would have made the play there. Unfortunately, he's not out there. I mean, I, I, I hope for him he's he's okay. Uh, you know, I, I hope that he heals well. But, I mean, that's just a huge loss for FAU. Yeah, um, but it, it it is a position they do have some depth in. Like I said, Eddie Williams did play y- well yesterday, and um, but you know, it, and again, they only it, it's not like like as I pointed out, it's not like UTEP really ran the ball on us. I mean, no, I mean they had, they had a long of forty five and one hundred and ten yards net rushing. You take away the forty five, uh, the the one long, they were averaging less than two yards a carry. So, I mean they. I, and I think a large part of that was because they were down 18 for the majority of the second half and they, they had to try and claw their way back into the game. Yeah. So uh, I do want to point out game. finally, finally, so well earned and deserved. Finally. Romain Mungin got an interception. Uh, when he got it, I mean, you could see the bench just went crazy. I thought, you know, there's going to be 10 on. Un- that's one of those fun unsportsmanlike contexts. Yeah, I thought legitimately they were going to call like an unsportsmanlike conduct on a single on every single player. Yeah, I, I've never yeah. seen a bench. But the coach doesn't team. care. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he he was sure as much as anyone else was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Munden played really. Well you know, it was just good for him. He's a kid who's you know had so many opportunities at some of these interceptions and, um finally got one and uh jordan helm huge interception that was a big one to kind of pull the game away uh you know it like you know like i said the, the turnovers you know set up points for fau um you know and, and and they were just dominating that game so let, let, let's talk about the last six minutes in detail here so we kind of briefly hinted at it here so you have the wester interception or you have the Wester unsportsmanlike excuse me um Effie you know gives the ball back to UTEP and UTEP you know they complete the 47 yard pass right uh first to 10 and then you get a roughing the passer I mean it happened uh just like that and they put it in the end zone Okay, that could happen, you know. So you basically had one play, and I thought the rough feed, the passer, that happened right in front of me. I thought it was a little rough. I thought it was a little tough of a call. I didn't think the officiating. I haven't was great. been able to watch that play yet, so I don't want to comment on 
the semantics of that roughing the past. Yeah, I, maybe I'll look at it again. I mean, live, I didn't think, you know, replays, it always seems like it's way worse than it is live. I didn't think it was, I didn't think the officiating was great yesterday. I thought if you got some really bad spots on a couple third I think, I, I, I think it was bad for both teams too. Like, I think it was just a, a poorly officiated game overall. Yeah, there but this is not. This this, this this isn't a referee uh, podcast, so yeah. Uh, and you know, so they score. Okay, whatever. Um, you know, it, that's gonna kind of happen. They kind of just hit the big play. Uh, then the onside kick comes. I'm gonna tell you, I'd like to watch that kicker in practice. You know, they were kind of running the guys back and forth. That ball bounced as perfectly. Uh as you could ask an outside kick. I, I mentioned it in the interview room afterwards when we were kind of talking about it. And I go, if he kicks that onside kick 50 times, he is not getting as good a bounce as he did that one time. I mean, that was an insane bounce that went in an insane way. Uh, you know, Jaquan Burton almost got to it still. Like, I, I mean, that was just. It was perfect. He executed it exactly yes. how you want to execute it on it. Like, and and onside kicks are such a fickle thing in, in sports. I mean, it's like you, I think the conversion rate's like 2%, if even 2%. Like, you just don't usually convert them, especially, you know, predicted onside kicks like that. Like, everyone knew they were going for an onside kick. I, I, that was just an insanely good, you know, it, it's a play that you kind of toss up to the game. You kind of just go, you know what? That happens. Yeah, I mean, soon as I saw the first bounce, I was like, oh, no, this is trouble. Yeah, Go there. I, mean, I knew like, he'd hit it right, right. Like, this was going to be 50-50. Their guys were going to get there. It's whoever just lands on it. They got it. And then, you know, boom, you know, you get hit with the touchdown. You know, uh, fourth and 12, uh, your best corner has the only completion on him the whole game for 49-yard touchdown pass. Now, I, I will say it was not good defense by him. And Taggart mentioned it after the game. I'm sure he'll tell you it after the game. He bit on something he probably shouldn't have bit on, and he kind of got twisted up. Uh, but, like, I mean, he's your best corner. He allowed one catch all game, and it just happened to be that one catch. Like, I mean uh... – Damn, like it's just one of those damn situations. Like, damn, that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, there wasn't, I don't know what to call. I like, I don't know if there was maybe, you know, because Zion's a quarter, maybe you don't push safety help over to because, you know, he, he's your best quarter. You help somewhere else. So I, I just don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, like, I think, I think I just saw the roughing the passer play. Uh, was on what, like first and ten? Yes. Uh, yeah, that was roughing the passer. He okay. engaged with him after the after the uh, throw. Yeah. Well, those things always look a little slower on, re- you know, a little different on replay. Yeah, he he definitely engaged quick, yeah. too late. Uh, but like, I mean, whatever. Like, yeah, it they essentially had two. The whole comeback was predicated on four just bad plays and yes. kind of unlucky, right? So the Wester, the Wester penalty, your, your, your deep throw. Okay. You know, with the, with the blade hit 
an onside kick, like you just roll your eyes. There's nothing you could do. That's not coaching. That's nothing. I've seen some people out there say, oh, F you coaching yesterday. What did the coaches do to change that yesterday? I mean, it was just, it was some unlucky plays. Like, like what? Play call uh, you could have uh, made. Uh, I'm sorry. Look, there is no one on FAU's team who is seven foot five who can get up there and catch that ball on, on yeah, the Yeah, it was kick. a perfect odds. What do you want them to do? Yeah. And you, let's just be honest. Your, your fifth year corner, I mean, got beat. Got, got beat. beat. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you want that guy in that situation on fourth and twelve? I'll say okay. I'll take my chances throwing at Zion Gilbert. And should he maybe not press? Like I don't know if it was like a designed like press to try and get him off his game. I I guess we'll find out Wednesday when we talk to Stoops. But like, come on, guys. He's your best cornerback. You want him make to, in those situations. That's why. That's why cornerbacks get paid the big bucks. Because they go out and make plays in those situations. It's not coaching. Not everything is like every time you struggle, it's not always coaching. Sometimes just things don't go your way. And that's kind of what happened. Like things just didn't go your way. Yeah. But you know what? They won. They got they out won. of there. They, the lead, the way they played for 55 minutes, um, you know, where they pretty much dominated. I don't even want to say dominating because the yards weren't their way, but. You know, you force turnovers in their red zone. You're not going to have your offense short field. Yeah. And and again, we knew it was going to be really tough to drive the ball on UTEP. Their defensive line is really really good. We we said this. (laughs) It wasn't a great matchup for us. I I said one my one nervous part of the game is that the offense can't get going because their front's good. And that's what they still have found a way to be up 18 points. So going to take the win you know uh it's a huge home win 12th in a row uh and now we got uh, let's just the biggest game of the year yes it is right now it's the biggest game of the year it's going to you know like it could very well decide the conference or the division i mean fau right now kind of controls their own destiny if they win out they'll, they'll be into the conference championship game uh, and they'd have a chance to host, depending on how things go for UTSA. But you win that game. Like the only other t- like really tough game in the schedule. I don't want to downplay any of the opponents in the schedule because you still have to win every game. Is Western Kentucky, and I think FAU matched up well against Western Kentucky. That's obviously a a while down the road. But like, come on, this is the biggest game of the year. This is the game they have to win. This is as much a must-win game. You know, it's to get the monkey off your back. You haven't beat this team in a while. Like they've had your number. I mean, this is this is the biggest game of the year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and we did kind of joke. There is an element where I think for coaches sometimes, because Effie really hasn't been in a game like this. You know, with an onside kick and kind of down to the wire this year. Uh, the losses have been kind of decided and the wins have mostly been decided. You know what I mean? Late yeah, in the game. I mean, there they, hasn't they been a close game late where you needed, you know, a big defensive stop like that. Like most of the games have been decided in like the early fourth quarter, third quarter area. Uh, and like, yeah, you obviously practice like, yeah, they practice on side kick situations. 
every team in the nation practices onside kicks. They practice, uh, you know, every single, you know, the two minute drill, every team practices those kind of situations because they're so important, but still sometimes, you know, you can't, you can't predict something until you see it out on film or, you know, until you see it in a game. Dude, if I, if I see a kicker kick an onside kick that good again this year. Yes. Um, I promise you, if I went through every single college football game that has been decided by an onside kick like that, I promise you that is going to be the best bounce you have seen in the nation because that is an insane bounce. That is everything you want out of an onside kick from a kicker. Everything. I, I don't want to see people go, oh, they should have recovered that. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's come it's on. just a lucky play. Um, but, you know, they got some work at the end of a game. You know, there's some coaching moments, nonetheless, and they still got to win. So, um, it you is know, the a negative Nancy's on Twitter that think, that think we need to be beating. Yeah, I mean, the negative Nancy's on Twitter that think we need to be winning every game 45 to 10 over six and one teams, you know. Uh, that's not reality. That's not reality. I mean, come on. It, it, like, I don't like comparing FAU to like an Alabama or any of the other top teams in the country, but come on. Every team has games that they should have won by a lot more that they don't win by a lot more. That's football. Like that's just how football works. Like outside of Georgia this year, every single team has had to play in a game that's a lot closer than it should have been. And the reason why Georgia does this is because they're on defense is the greatest of all time, but like Alabama has to Cincinnati has had to uh, Oklahoma obviously has had to like these, those kind of games happen. Yeah, Cincinnati was in a battle with a one-win team yesterday, and Cincinnati could end up in the college playoff, right? You know, that that game ended up being 31-12, but for the for three quarters of that game, it was... It looked like they pretty, could lose. Yeah, it was pretty close. So, just, it, it's, it's really hard to win in college football. Really hard to win college football games. You know, you see it around the country every week. Everyone, every fan base seems to be mad. You know, ninety percent of fan bases seem to be mad at their coaches one way or another. Yeah, right? they're like, they're mad that they didn't win a game by fifty points. They're yeah, mad that they so, lost to get. Like, come on. I think you just I, said I it's, it's a fan thought process, but close games happen in football. Yeah, I think you just set itself up for a big game at home. Um, this will be a busy week. A lot of recruiting stuff. This will be a big recruiting week for FAU. Can we get game um, day here? Or? Uh, we're not going to El Paso, I'll tell you that. Um, I know. Yeah. I think they're going to Cincinnati too, which they are. Going and to it goes back to the original point. Uh, you know, Cincinnati won barely last week. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, it, it, it we all fans. I know that the diehards ask listen to this podcast. Ask Teddy your friends to come to this game. And then this have is, have them ask ten of their friends because yeah, this is the biggest game of the year. I mean, yeah. this is your and, last home game. The home game after this is the post Thanksgiving home game, so we know that one's always a tough spot, you know, attendance wise. So this is kind of the last huge one, and you know, you have a team that you know it's kind of developed into a quasi rival. I don't want to say quasi. I mean, they're a rival. The yeah, they're a rival. Just. It's just been the fan bases have just grown not to like each other. <laughs> and I will say this. I will say this. If you're going to spend the entire week talking trash on Twitter, 
you better be there in the stands too. If you could be there in the stands and you're going to spend the entire week talking on Twitter, come on. I mean, this is going to be the biggest game of the year. Yeah. FAU needs a crowd that is comparable to the biggest game of the year. This is bigger yeah. than the Shula Bowl. This is bigger than Charlotte. This is bigger than UTEP. This is bigger than every other game they've played this year. Yeah. So we look forward to it. Lots of content this week. Uh, just keep looking for it. Thank you for all your support with Dallas 24-7. And we will talk to you guys this, this week.